Boss! 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 Welcome back to a championship edition of At the Buzzer, which is a Ralph Report podcast. I kind of talks about CU athletics when there's stuff to talk about, but um, in days like these, in the doldrums of the off season, we branch out to all things Colorado sports from time to time. NBA draft. I don't know. We kind of just talk about what's there to talk about. So expect a lot of that today. Um, when I say we, what I mean is me, Jack, one co-host, um, still safe and sound in the Great Centennial State. Um, and Sam, the other great co-host. Yes, Ooh, I'm doing is. good. Um, as you can see, it's still light out, and it is 10.37 p.m. in Copenhagen. Uh, it, it's nice to have that, because we don't get any sunlight in the winter, so it's nice to have the yeah. long days in the summer. I mean, that seems disorienting, but um, I guess you're right. Just fit it all in in three months. <clears throat> well, um we, like I mentioned, are going to start with a bunch of different things. Let's let's do the first and most important thing. Colorado and that is, is home wait, to the champions. On. Nope. Okay. I have okay. something more important. Ish Smith has now played for more NBA teams than anyone else in NBA history. 13. Yes. Very as he important. goes to the Denver Nuggets. Yes, he is traded to the Denver Nuggets. Let me double check here. I'm going to guess that he played for Georgia Tech in college. That sounds right to me. No, he played for Wake Forest. Damn. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, same thing. <clears throat> Here's his journey. Rockets, G League, Grizzlies, Warriors, Magic, Bucks, Suns, Thunder, Sixers, Pelicans, Sixers again, Pistons, Wizards, Hornets, and then the Wizards again, and now the Nuggets. Good for this guy, man. Uh, yeah, and as... I won't, I won't spoil it later, but uh, Alec Burks is on a similar track <laughs> the last few years. So You'll we will there. see as he adds another team to his stop. Um, so what we had Jabari Walker. That's the main news. Well, no, I want to – we need to congratulate the Avalanche. Yes. Oh, oh okay. Sorry. Colorado, the yes. championship state again, and we didn't need the stupid Broncos to do it. Yes, I don't watch hockey. I don't know how to watch hockey. And I had so much fun watching them in the playoffs. Like, I got to watch with my mom and my brother, and none of us know what's going on. We don't know who any of the players are besides, like, three guys on the abs. I'm very happy. I was just rooting. I I stayed up really late here, like, 3 a.m. to watch them. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I – once again, I also don't watch hockey, but I did appreciate that it seems to me, someone who doesn't know anything, that the Avalanche won with the simple strategy of just getting the fastest people on skates and just letting him go be fast. And I like that. Uh-huh. It seems like, I don't know how to say this, but Kale McCarr, maker, but if you uh-huh. say that, that defenseman is just really fast and that works out. And Nathan McKinnon is also really fast. Uh, and that works out. And, Dude, McKinnon uh, is so fast. Oh, my God. I, right. I don't know if I've ever seen a hockey player that fast. Why, uh, you know, why Why complicate it? Just make it pretty simple. If you if mm-hmm. come to our team, if you're fast, and we win. Go abs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, that was it. That's my brief uh, Cavs update. Sounds it, it was. It's a shame that they didn't win in Denver. I was looking forward to that um, that riot, but alas, win is a win. Next up, like you mentioned, the NBA draft just happened this last week, and CU once again got someone in near the deadline, near the buzzer. Mm-hmm. At the um, wait, off the top of your head, who was the last CU player drafted? Was Should it be not Derek White. No, there have been two players drafted since Derek White. Way that can't be true. Thirty-six overall to the Dallas. Oh, Mavericks. duh, it's Tyler Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, and then George King also fifty-eighth pick. Yes. Um. Well, okay. So Jabari Walker, we assume because like Samaki and him kind of made the decision pretty early on in the draft, like in the draft process to stick with it. His father, a top five pick, Samaki Walker, continue. Yes. Um, top 10, not top five. Um, so they, like we assumed that like maybe they had a promise, something like that, but there was definitely interest from around the league that he was going to be an early second round pick probably. And then nothing really happened. His combine wasn't the best, but it was fine. His workouts were fine. Um, but he kind of just held on, held his stock pretty fairly. Like, I don't, I don't know what else to say. Like, like Derek White and George King were both late risers. But, um, yeah, Walker just held steady. And then he ended up dropping a bit in the draft. But the second round is a complete crapshoot because it's pretty much whoever – is taking two-way deals and then who's signing those Euro contracts. So, I mean, honestly, it's just wherever you land in the second round, and I think he landed in a good spot. Yeah, Javari Walker drafted 57th to the Portland Trailblazers. Um, Portland Trailblazers are, of course, coached by another CU Hoops legend, Chauncey Billups. Says so probably there. And, and uh, you know, I agree. Like you mentioned, the second round, to me, I never – I still don't understand the value, like, equation that NBA teams do to pick who they pick. Because um, a lot of my favorite players in the draft always end up in the second round. Um, so it, it just seems like it's an insane crapshoot. I'm talking about E.J. Liddell? Yes. Um, yeah, you know mm. – it's whatever. Good for Jabari to get drafted. It's, it, I'm glad he's making that money. Um, and Portland seems like a pretty good spot to land. Yeah. Have an established star um, and still a lot of room for role players to carve out a, a spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I could go into his fit on the Blazers if you want. Um, Do it. If he's, if he's going to play on the Blazers. Who's there? Do they have an affiliate team? Um, I actually don't think they do. Are the Idaho Stampede their affiliate? Let me see. I think that they don't have a team, but I'm not sure. You know the Nuggets don't have a team? I didn't know that. Because apparently the Nuggets are possibly the brokest team in the NBA. Yeah, they, the they don't even have like top. a practice over the man. Uh-huh. Um, what am I doing? Uh, so Jabari, yeah. So um, Jabari, I would imagine is going to be in the G League for much of this year, but maybe not. Yeah, they don't have their own G League team. Um, but yeah, he'll probably be in the G League. But if you sort the Blazers roster by position, you will find 
zero power forwards, which is fun. <laughs> um, uh, they're they're kind of a weird team. Like they're they're definitely uh, they spread out the floor and have one true center, only one true big at a time. Um, so Jabari will definitely profile as a stretch four. Um, and I think the way that the Blazers system works, like they'll obviously want him to develop as a three point shooter and to defend in space, but uh, they, they, they'll have him, they'll give him freedom to crash the boards and make some stuff happen on the interior. If he, uh, if he finds his way over there into some minutes. Yeah. And uh, I don't, I mean, do they still have Robert Covington? They don't, right? No, they they dumped him. And Norman Powell, a terrible, terrible, terrible trade. Okay. Um, but yeah, so they basically have like the, the young guys they have are Nasir Little, who they adore. They just drafted Shadon Sharp, um, but he's more of a wing. Yes, the they guy who Greg... committed to Kentucky and then never played at Kentucky. Exactly. They have Greg Brown, the Texas five star, who was a second round pick last year. And then right. they have just Justice Winslow, who I, I don't really know what he's doing there. He might be traded. He might not be. Um, but, yeah, it's not like he has any, anyone talented in front of him at the power forward position. At least not right now. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad that he was drafted, and that seems like a pretty good spot to land in. At that the, the division, the Northwest, Northwest, I think, division of the Western Conference is really competitive. It's not an easy spot. Um, cause every team is, is good, um, including the Nuggets. So I will absolutely, if he's on the active roster and they end up coming to, to Denver and playing the Nuggets, I will absolutely get tickets and watch him go to work. Um, yeah, congrats to Jabari. And that I believe is the eighth player drafted under Tad Boyle in his 12 years. Yeah. Uh, and then another one of those is also being shipped out to another team. Uh, I mentioned him earlier, but Alec Burks has been traded from the New York Knicks to the Detroit Pistons, which is a fun little tidbit because the Knicks are garbage. I mean, they're, they're, they're okay, but you don't want to be like Knicks fans kind of didn't like him very much because he was forced to play point guard because the way their roster was constructed. But now he moves over to Detroit where he's going to be just a pure wing. And he'll be expected to be like a veteran presence. Um, yeah. He'll create some offense off the bench. I imagine he'll be their sixth man. Yeah. He uh, has managed to carve himself out a nice little role as like kind of a, a steadying force for. Uh, yeah. He's now like he's, he's gone from young guy with a lot of potential on the jazz to like middling guy who's kind of busted out. And now he's kind of like an older point guard who will just get you buckets and I think run the offense decently well. Um, yeah. It's a good I spot mean, to be in. You can last in there for a while. I think that part of the reason why like role players like him tend to move around is that the idea behind them is more appealing than the actual player. Uh, because the actual player, like there's something missing, which is why they haven't stuck with one team. But um, for him, I mean, it's always been, that he has not really developed as a defender. Um, so he can go get those buckets. He can hit some open threes, initiate some offense. But, um, I mean, he was actually like the, the Sixers, uh, their go-to scorer for a few games of the playoffs a couple of years ago. That was wild. But uh, do you want to guess 
the teams he's played for? Do you want to, can you list them off the top Burks? of your head? Yeah. Uh, Jazz is where he okay. started. Um, where did he go after the Jazz? I don't know. I know he played for the Warriors. Okay. I know he played for the Sixers. I know he played for the Knicks. And now he's playing for the Pistons. Was it the Cavs? He played for the Cavs? He did play for the Cavs. Good job. 34 games. I I don't know where he went after the Jazz, though. Uh, the Sacramento Kings, he played 13 games for them. There you go. And he was supposed to be... That, 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 that Kings... That, that was their push for the playoffs, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was with Dave Yarger. He was actually a good coach. So there you go. He's also stuck around a lot, and we can count that All technically right. as a Tad Boyle draft pick. Are we doing um, Are we doing recruiting stuff, or are we doing NBA draft stuff? Since we're on it, let's finish up the draft. Um, All right. Who, well, it's going to take me a minute. Pick? Who's your favorite pick? <sighs> Hang on a second. Where to begin? Um, who is your favorite pick? Uh, you already mentioned it, but somehow EJ Liddell dropping to the 40s is a joke. Um, I am just – it's just insane to me that that person – that EJ Liddell wasn't a first-time draft pick, given that all he did was produce and he's still relatively young. Um, he landed on a really fun team, the Pelicans, I think – who re- I don't understand why they drafted him because they have a lot of scoring from that kind of size group anyways, but whatever. Good for him. It's a fun team to be on. They're going to be probably a fringe playoff team, if not better, depending on if Zion comes back, I think. So uh, I love EJ Liddell, and I'm glad that he was drafted. I wish he was drafted earlier. Um, past right, that. I'll, my turn. My turn. Okay. I'll take okay. an, I'll, I will also take a second-round pick. I will say Kendall Moore or Kendall Brown going to the Pacers 48th overall. I bought into the hype when he was impressing early in the season. And I still have this weakness for aesthetic players who are not very good. And I I need him to be good. <laughs> he fits the uh, what no, I don't think he's good. I just he's he's very raw and I want him to be good. Um, oh, here's another one I love. I love, and I hate that this is a team that I love, but I do really like how the roster is constructed. The Cavaliers drafting Ochai Abaji. I really, really like that pick. Okay. Um, I love Evan Mobley, who plays over there. I love uh, Colin Sexton. Um, mm, mm. I'm okay with Darius Garland. Um, I love Darius Garland. Yeah, well, this fits your aesthetic players who aren't very good. So there you go. Um, <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Ochai Abadi is <laughs> this exact type of guy. I think fits. I love that fit too because he doesn't need the ball. He's not going to get it with Sexton or Garland, but he can knock down mm-hmm. shots and throw down dunks and defend. And I think that's going to be a really fun team to watch. Yeah, I like that pick too. Uh, did you also see they drafted Isaiah Mobley? I did as a way to keep Evan on, on – under their wing. Yeah. I'm sure I mean, I think it, yeah. Isaiah Mobley was also worth drafting. He looks no, like he's he good. can figure it out. And I'm glad he's finally out of college. I hated playing him. All right, so you picked the 14th. So I'll pick in the same area. 
My absolute favorite pick in the whole draft was Dalen Terry, just in general, That's him going to the Bulls. Why do you not like him? I Dalen don't understand. Terry? Yeah. I, he does to check a lot of my boxes. He can't shoot, which is a positive to me. He's a team-first player. Uh, he's athletic. He defends. I don't know why. I just, I just don't feel like he has uh, – there's something there that I don't like. Have you seen those the bounce passes he throws? I'm sure I, I watched him play a bunch last year, so I'm sure. Okay, I have. okay. If you if you want to look up like find his passing highlights or something, he's throwing insane passes just in traffic uh, to cuts. I don't know how he sees them, and he barely got the ball, uh, and he still he had a like a I think it was like a two point nine assist to turnover ratio. Um, okay. And he's still throwing those nasty passes. So I really, I, I mean, I like that. I always love players who, like you said, can't really shoot, but athletic, um, athletic, get run out in transition and throw nasty passes. And I mean, obviously he's six foot seven with seven one wingspan and very athletic. So lots of defensive upside. And, and another Pac-12 player that CU does not have to look at next year. Um, yeah. Yeah. I thought he would have been Pac-12 player of the year. Rounding out some of the overall um, points. Oh, you don't want to take a turn? You don't want to take a turn? For what? Most favorite and least favorite? All right, let's do do least favorite pick. One more pick you like. Because I have one more pick I like. Okay. Let's keep it local. I actually really like Christian Braun on the Nuggets. I really like Christian Braun as a player. Um, Mm -hmm. I once again would be more happy if the Nuggets drafted EJ Liddell at that spot, but that's fine. Whatever you do, you. Um, Christian Braun is a fun player. He's on Kansas. He won the national championship last year. He shoots really well. He's a really good cutter, like one of the best cutters I remember seeing last year. Which, as we all know, if Nikola Jokic is on your team, you want someone who knows when to cut and how to cut. Um, so I think he's going to get a lot of free buckets, and he and he brings. Um, I don't know. He's kind of fiery. He, uh, he he will hype his teammates up. He'll trash talk a little bit. And I, and I personally enjoy that, especially on a team like the Nuggets, where the only trash talking Jokic does is to the refs when he's getting destroyed uh, and inside. So, you know, I, I, I like that he has a little bit of an edge. So I, I like that pick a lot. I think that he is the one player who I didn't watch anything on. I just, I don't know why. I just, I think I. You watch the National the- Championship? Well, that's the thing. It started at 3 a.m. local time, so I did not watch the national championship. Okay. Well, you should. Um, he's great. Um, but then my last pick, I, I, I'll i keep it simple. I like Jaden Ivey, just generally. I don't know if he's going to be good. He might suck. Like, There's a very good chance that he ends up being a bust. Um, but I, 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 I'm happy he... What? Pistons are fun, man. Pistons are going to be fun. Pistons are fun, and Alec Burks is there. The Kings did not draft him, so I think that's a huge pro (laughs) for his not busting potential. For Kings. Um, Okay, now pick you hated. Uh, There's a lot of picks I always hate in the NBA because they draft people that I don't think are good basketball players, but they might be later, which I I think is Mm -hmm. silly. Um. So I, I personally, let's see, a few of these I really don't like. I think Jake LaRavia at 19 is insane. Um, mm-hmm. 
he wasn't that good in college. I don't know why people would think he'd be that good in the NBA, but whatever. Um, he is a hypothetical player. Right. The, a, AKA every, a pick yeah. I hate <laughs> Yeah. Every, every, all of his strengths should work better in the NBA than they do in college. And he's also a late bloomer, which I think that late bloomers uh, are undervalued a bit. Um, I really didn't like the pickup of Peyton Watson by Denver. Um, I thought mm-hmm. they could have done better if they're going to go if they're going to trade for someone that late first round option. I think they could have absolutely picked a better, especially immediate impact player than than Peyton Watson. I mean, just look at the people right behind him that got taken. Jalen Williams from Arkansas would have been a great fit. Um, I love Candy Chandler, and he was around there. If the Nuggets got Candy Chandler, you can just let Monte Morris walk um, because Candy Chandler is going to be your perfect backup point guard. But whatever, no one listens to me. Well, the um, thing is, they already have their backup point guard. And who? Bones Highland. Okay. Well, yeah, point guard, quote unquote, just because he's the shortest player on the on the court. I don't think. I would no. Well, I don't. Is he, gonna, is he no, running no. offense? No way. Yeah, he he's not the same player as he was at VCU. Okay. It's I weird. St- I still would like, like Chandler like, and Highland at the same time. Then they're both super fast. Okay. That transition would be fun as hell. Um. Also, like Zeke Naji, completely different player. I love now Zeke Naji. The love Zeke. Well, not anymore. You don't because now he just shoots threes. You're right. You're right. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other picks you hated? What do you think of David Roddy? I Going love David 23rd. Roddy. I, I think it's a little high. Going but 23rd? Whatever. Okay. To the Grizzlies, another really fun team. The Grizzlies got Kenny Chandler out of this draft, who I love, as previously mentioned. David Roddy, who I love, as previously mentioned. Um, Wendell Moore, who I like. Yeah, I actually like Wendell Moore a lot, too. Um, really good draft. I think it's a little high, but whatever. Get your guy. Um and it'll be fun to watch him and John Morant. Um, I don't. I, I feel like he's going to get maybe clogged the space up a little bit, but maybe not. I don't know. Glad that he got a first round pick. Yeah, good for them. Rarity. I don't really hate any of the top picks. I think Johnny Davis has less potential out of that top 10 more so than anyone besides Shadon Sharp. But Shadon Sharp is a complete... I disagree. I, I actually kind of... I hate Jeremy so on, as I said before. So, so show Chan. How do you say that, Jeremy? I I, actually, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but Spurs took him at nine. I guess Greg Popovich needed someone to um, continue Bruce Bowen and Mario Ginobili's um, tradition of just falling down and calling that defense. So um, I'm glad they got yeah. him. But. Mine was my favorite player of all time. <laughs> well, I've seen you play. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, hang on. I, okay, the, the player who I have not liked the whole time is A.J. Griffin. And then Walker Kessler, I thought, is the I worst. Don't, I don't like Walker Kessler. I just don't understand what he offers in the NBA. Like, I, at all. Right? Just hype. That's that's it. He can't move though. I you know. Can go find any of those guys in the second round. Easy. I know. Um, also, the the Nuggets picking Peyton Watson was kind of bad because like there's some players they could have picked, like you said, EJ Liddell. I think Kendall Brown, something like that. I mean, this um, is the window right now. They have the best player in the world right now. We should be they they should be only targeting players that help them win. 
right now, in my opinion. In my opinion. So I, I don't like that. And I, I don't I All think right. Peyton Watson is a developed piece. So um, right. yeah, so How? other other fun storylines before we close this up. Uh, the New York Knicks somehow being the worst possible of all time and trading away they did not pick a player <laughs> despite mm-hmm. having uh, a top 11 draft pick I find that very funny just so they can sign Jalen Brunson I think yeah they traded like six second round picks four second round picks something like that to get rid of the cap space to go sign Brunson and then they traded their first round pick and I think they I don't know exactly what's going on with them, but it would be absolutely hilarious if the NBA uh, decides to crack down on tampering with that. <laughs> but yeah. they, won't, they won't do anything about it. Um, would be would be great content. Um, I'm trying to think of any other large scale storylines that came out of this draft. I, I don't know, not not too much. It was kind of a no. kind of a low key affair. Yeah. All um, the top three picks landed in their perfect spots. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I, I am happy to see, I just want to see the, the Nuggets thrive with Nikola Jokic. So we'll, we'll see what that looks like. We mentioned before that Monte Morris was traded. He is the Nuggets made a bunch of moves. Um, and Will Barton is also traded, which I am considering a good thing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. I think Nuggets fans turned on him. I want to see a lot more Bones. I really like Bones Highland, um, as, as is everyone. So, All right. What do we got for recruiting? Yay. Okay. Fun football recruiting stuff. Speaking uh, of Bones. Bare Bones. Wow. What? Okay. I mean, not I'm really. Just see, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. has picked up uh, their, their 11th, 12th, and 13th, I believe, commitments in the past few days of the 2023 class, which is really, they are flying. Um, they are doing, I don't know, it's, it's a quickly thrown together class. They are, doing, they are ahead of a few of their peers in terms of raw volume. Um, and some of these commitments are going to be tough to hold on to near the end. I lied. We are now up to 15 commitments for CU. Um, okay. And when you say hastily assembled, what does that mean? I shouldn't say hastily assembled. I'm saying that we are, this class is going to be pretty big, um, but we're already approaching, we're more than halfway, if everyone holds, more than halfway done with it. And the season hasn't already start, hasn't started already. We're only halfway through the summer. We're pretty early out of the dead period still. So like, this is when you should be collecting commitments, but CU is doing it really early. Um, and they're targeting mm-hmm. people, uh, the, the targeting commits, that already they already had a good relationship with. So um, it's a good and bad thing. Um, it's a bad thing because it leaves you less booger room if you have a really good season or a good season. It, it, it's possible that um, you can't upgrade in some of these. But it's a good thing because you could also make the argument that um, these are all CU's first, second, and third targets for these positions, right, as a filling the board up because they're going so early. So um, – I don't know. It's a, it, right now it's ranked 32nd in the country. Um, and that's almost exclusively because of how large it is. Um, let me see that. Look at the, uh, the per player average uh, in the Pac-12 and see where we land. It's, it, 
I will say this this staff has a pretty uncanny ability to target players that have almost no other power five offers and then just absolutely explode as CU tries to hang on for dear life. Um, so I'm betting that we're going to see a few more of those in this class. But on a per recruit average, CU is ninth out of 12 in the Pac-12, um, which is about where they've been, honestly, since I've joined the conference. So not that crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have 15 commits, which is tied for most in the conference with Arizona, who, as we know, has been extremely aggressive recruiting into Jed Fish. Um, so we are all, we are farthest along filling up the class um, compared to the rest of the conference here. Like Cal has only five, for example. Um, not to distract you or anything, but uh, the Grizzlies, who are already have a bunch of big boys, they signed Kenneth Lofton Jr. to a as an undrafted free agent. In totally addition on, to David Rowdy. Yep, yeah, totally on t- topic. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and so it recently CU added Drew Perez, who's a massive offensive tackle from Texas and one of the best programs in Texas in Southlake. Southlake, Texas is a huge football hotbed in between Dallas and Fort Worth. Um, so getting in early there. Sounds like he transferred in his sophomore junior year. Um, and hasn't played too much in front of the bright lights. So I would bet that his recruiting grows up, blows up a little bit. Sam, he is 16 years old and he's 6'8", 350. So there okay. you go. Um, Wesley Greaves, another Texas guy they just added. He's a wide receiver. He's a little bit over six foot, six foot one, um, runs pretty fast. And I believe CU saw most of these players at the same camp down in Texas, which is why they all are coming in at the same time. Um, finally, CU just added another Texas commitment from Tyrone McDuffie, who is a guard um, out of Parkland near El Paso. El Paso, Texas is apparently a CU recruiting focus. Um, hmm. I'll give you one mm-hmm. guess to, to name the most famous CU player out of El Paso. Mm. What, was the, what, was the, what was the coach's name? Jeff Coat. Jim Jeff Coat is the coach who recruited yeah. Steven Montez. Okay. Steven Montez out of El Paso. Um, yes, and, and McDuffie's another offensive lineman. I, I like seeing offensive linemen already on the board. Um, for reference, the other offensive lineman already recruited is a guy named Nikhil Bertrand or Bertrand or Bertrand. Um, and they went out to Philly for that one, which is interesting. Not usually a CU recruiting spot, and he had zero power five offers when CU um, got his commitment. Do you want to guess where he's at now? Um, six. He has added since that commitment offers from Washington, A&M, Temple, <laughs> Syracuse, Pittsburgh, Penn State, uh, Georgia, uh, Maryland, Kentucky, a bunch. So, oh, I think you named six things. So I was right. Yes. Uh-huh. 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 Um, so that's three offensive linemen on the board, which is good. Um, the only other thing I want to point out where with where this current recruiting class sits is I personally really like um, where they focus. So out of 15 commitments, seven are from Texas and three are from California. And that is a winning combination for Colorado is you hit Texas, you hit California, you hit Colorado, and you kind of go everywhere else you need to. You just work connections and blah, blah, blah. But seven out of Texas is, is great, great numbers. Um, and it sounds like they are continuing to focus really hard on Texas. So yeah, 
There's a recruiting yeah. update for you. Um, and and the other fun thing I, I really like about this, which is funny for me, uh, is given that CU currently has what like a bajillion tight ends on the roster right now. What are they at? Mm-hmm. It's like ten or something insane. Well, they had, and then like a bunch of them left the program at some point. Well, uh, that did not sit right with Carl Durrell, who has currently two commits, tight tight end commitments already in this class. Oh, beautiful. It's like if you make a full team, it's like making the whole plane out of the black box. If you make a full team out of the tight end, you can't lose. See, <laughs> so you has right one, now. two, three, four, five. Yeah, only five right now. Okay, you'll live with that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's yeah, there's a commitment update. Um, I, I am still surprised at how well and how aggressively CU is recruiting. I was not expecting that under Carl Durrell, especially after the year we had last year. So, good news. Is it Darrell who is responsible for that? For what? Uh, upping the recruiting. Like, who is leading the recruiting on the staff? Um, Darrell is in charge of the overall process, yes. He's not the recruiting coordinator or anything. The addition mm-hmm. of Phil McGagan at wide receiver coach and now, as recently announced, promoted to associate head coach. Has been yeah, really nice. That. He's been really good at recruiting um, and really aggressive, which is nice. We need that on the roster. So um, I don't know. I like I, I appreciate that, um, and I think that he's had an impact. But yeah, Darrell drives the overall recruiting strategy, a hundred percent. Okay. Uh, did you know that Jeff Smart is on the the coaching staff? Uh, I think so. I think I remember that somewhere. He's like a gratis, or not a grad, like an analyst, right? Yeah, quality control. There you go. I loved watching him play. If you don't know who Jeff Smart is. <laughs> yeah, that's an old man name. What 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 else what else we got? I've I've got nothing. Uh I don't know. I think that's about it. Um I don't know, more previews are starting to come out, season previews. Mm. Uh and and not looking pretty for uh, perceived chances. Uh, uh-huh. I believe we recently got an under rating of our over for our win total over under of three and a half from Action Network. So, oops, but we'll see. More, uh-huh. more and more of those are starting to come out, including ours, will be coming out relatively shortly. Um, and nothing on the basketball side. Nothing on the basketball side. They did have a photo op. Yes, they did have a photo op. Huge news. Uh, and Tristan De Silva did talk about potentially maybe playing some center next year, which is interesting, I guess. But um, we'll, oh, we'll see. Hell yes. That's oh. going to happen. And I don't know if you saw, but uh, everyone's favorite boy just decided to give some – He's he, Josh Scott is in Boulder and just, like, is up there helping Moss and Lovering and, like, doing post post stuff. Oh, sick. I know. God, I love this guy. I, well, it's just a testament to the brotherly love that Tad Boyle has built within the program. And everyone's welcome back anytime. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Um, shit, I, 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 I am out of things. Out of things. Yeah, it's the off season. I think we're good. Dale and Terry, I, I, I am hoping he gets good. He's, he's my guy in this draft class. I always have a guy. Nah. Nah. Okay. Nah. 
EJ Liddell will be the second uh, second rounder to be a Hall of Famer or to be an MVP after Nikola, which was the first. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, Thank man. Bye, Goodbye. Buzz. 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 Buzz.